Welcome to Data, a podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Data Up is Chris Gronkowski. Chris made a career for himself in the National Football League. He was originally drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, and during his career, he also played for the Broncos and Colts. However, after he retired from the NFL, he decided to put his business skills to the test and set out to create a protein shaker bottle that would alleviate many of the issues he and other athletes experience with standard protein shakers. Now, with the help of his brothers, Rob, Gordy, Dan, and Glenn, they created the Ice Shaker, a state-of-the-art shaker. Not only has a vacuum seal pop-top lid, but also keeps drinks cold for over 30 hours and is made of a kitchen-grade stainless steel that does not absorb odor like your typical plastic shaker bottles. Once the product was developed, the Krakowski brothers invaded ABC's Shark Tank. However, it wasn't the brothers competing this time, it was the Sharks. The Shark Tank investors, including guest judge Alex Rodriguez, all clamored for a piece of the ice shaker. Shark Tank was about finding a business partner instead of just a loan. With offers from all five sharks, Chris was able to negotiate down an offer with Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. The ice shaker has exploded in sales ever since and continues to be a top seller. In addition to the ice shaker business, Chris also has his own podcast called Gronked Up, where he speaks with some amazing guests. So be sure to check that out. Chris and his wife have three young boys, all under the age of three. Chris cherishes his role as a dad and is already amazed at how fast his kids are growing. He shares some awesome insights into his role as a dad, and I know you're going to enjoy this interview. Please welcome Chris Gronkowski to Dad Up. Chris, thank you for joining me on Dad Up today. I'm really uh, honored that you uh, agreed to come on, and uh, I'm excited to hear about your dad experiences. So it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on, brother. Hey, you got me in the middle of the real dad life. We're, uh, <laughs> let's see, we're in the middle of quarantine, and uh, we got baby number three coming. Um, due date was yesterday, so super interesting time for us right now, and uh, pretty soon I'll have three boys all under the age of three. Wow. Wow. Well, that's cool. Now, um, you know, for my listeners who may not know who you are, um, can you just hit me with a little bit of a background of your story, kind of what you're up to, what you're, what you've done over your, over your career. And, um, and then obviously you talked about your kids. So, uh, uh yeah, if you could just hit my listeners with a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So Chris Gronkowski, I'm the middle of the five Gronkowski brothers. So, uh, well known for sports, um, all five of us played professional. Four of us played in the NFL. Uh, the oldest brother played baseball uh, in the minor leagues. And uh, we have a couple Super Bowl rings. Uh, my brother Rob is, is well known as uh, an all-pro, um, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. So that's uh, it's pretty pretty cool to have under your belt. But um, you know, I did I did play myself. Uh, ended up playing four seasons. Uh, started for three years. I had a pretty successful NFL career for a fullback, which is a position that's kind of dying, uh, dying breed. And, you know, uh, I was a guy that never thought I'd make it. Uh, I was kind of the underdog and uh, it was all about going to school and just getting the best education I can and got one chance, uh, one opportunity to go undrafted. And uh, I knew I had to take that chance. I knew I had to be the one brother or I couldn't be the one brother that didn't make it and have to tell people that for the rest of my life. So I uh, was super motivated and I uh, was able to get the job done. Um, ended up getting pension, 401k, all that with three years of credited seasons, ended up getting a fourth as well. And, um, you know, from there used that, um, 
you know, not just the money, but also the knowledge and, um, you know, everything I learned from hard work to multitasking, uh, to studying, uh, the playbook and, and all throughout college as well. I took all that knowledge and I put it into business. I ended up getting lucky that my wife, um, girlfriend at the time started her own business when uh, I was playing because I went to four teams in four years. And after the third year, she said, there's no chance in hell I'm finding another job. So she found a way to work from home and, uh, ended up turning into this big engraving business that I went into right after and helped her scale for about five years. And um, it was her passion. She loved it. I loved it. We were making a lot of money. Uh, we still have it today. It's still growing today. You know, my passion at that time was working out and staying in shape and living an active and healthy lifestyle. And uh, at that time, I uh, thought of the idea for the eye shaker, um, which is just a shaker bottle really for all day use. Um, it's great for mixing up protein powders or BCAAs or, you know, even fruit and peas in your drink. It's going to keep it cold all day, every day. So I took that idea and, and I ran with it. It was my passion and uh, was able to get a shark tank and got offers from all five sharks, closed with Mark Cuban, Alex Rodriguez, and the rest is kind of history from there. Oh, so you got the uh, ice shaker business going now and that's, uh, that's, it's growing like hotcakes, huh? Yeah. So just in, uh, you know, we got on the show six months in and I had about $80,000 in sales at that time, which Know, anything that you start from ground up, it's actually, you know, it's not that bad. Uh, right. But after the show, the first 12 months, we we did well enough to get one of the updates. And so we came back for the yearly update and uh, we sold uh, over 3 million in the next 12 oh, months wow. after airing on Shrank. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, people look at it and say, man, that must be so nice. And uh, I tell people this all the time as well. Like, yeah, your, your sales, you know, we probably 50 x uh, overnight for the most part. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so did the work, though. And that's what I, I think a lot of people miss out on is that you're not just sitting on a beach, you know, hanging out, chilling. You know, it was just me at the time for the most part. Uh, right. My product was stored upstairs in, in, in my house, uh, yeah. in the loft, on the, the, you know, the second floor and uh, in storage sheds and storage units. So, um, you know, it, it became a full-time business overnight, you know, full-time customer, full-time everything. And, uh, you know, I had to adapt quickly to that as well. And as amazing as it was, you know, it, it always comes with, with hard work and, Anything that's great is, is going to take a lot of hard work. You're absolutely right about that. Do you have your now? Do you have your brothers involved in the business, or is it just you? Uh, so at the time when I first started it, it was uh, it was just mine. Uh, so Alex Rodriguez bought in, and then my brother Rob, when he retired, you know, he was he didn't know what to do. Um, you know, he didn't know which direction he wanted to go in, but he knew he wanted to be in the health and fitness space. And so he reached out and said, "Hey, man, you know." I've helped promote the product a lot. I was on Shark Tank, you know, as well um, with you and all my brothers were, but he wanted to get some skin in the game. So he actually asked Alex if, if he can, uh, if he could buy him out and become a part of the company. So he actually went through with it last year and he, uh, he took over the seven and a half percent that, hmm. uh, that Alex owned. Awesome. So what's the plans with it in the future? Man. So right now it's, um, what we did was we just grew so big and so wide so fast that, we kind of dialed back this year and, and said, Hey, you know, who are we really? And let's focus on that. So, uh, yeah, we really came back to our core strengths and instead of putting out a million different versions of bottles, we said, Hey, let's focus on who we truly are, um, the health and fitness, uh, space and, and let's, let's push towards that more. Let's really focus on that. And then it was all about, Hey, let's, let's provide value to our customers. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's really what we saw, you know, people responding to the best, you know, let's provide them with workouts. Let's provide them with meal plans. You know, it's not, hey, buy the shaker. It's, hey, here's an, uh, an amazing workout. Try it. 
And then hopefully they do, hopefully they share it, hopefully they get value out of it. And then, you know, hopefully they buy the product. Uh, so we made a big push of just, hey, what separates us from everybody else? Because at the end of the day, I mean, there's so many different bottle choices out there that, yeah, they're not going to be exactly the same as ours, but, you know, there's, there's other options for sure. So what separates us? And when you do buy from us, you know, we want them to remember that experience as well. So stuff sure. like, you know, if you buy from us, you immediately get a thank you gift sent to you. And, you know, this is a, an ebook that I actually put together myself. I put a lot of time into it. I documented everything that I ate uh, for a week straight. I documented what time I woke up, what time I went to sleep. I documented every single workout that I did and, and put videos in it as well to show people how to do them as well. And that's kind of the, the value adds that we're talking about. And it's, hey, don't, it's, it's not, hey, try to buy this as well or upsell them on it. It's, hey, here's a free product that we think uh, you know, might help you a lot. That's awesome. That's a great idea. That's very cool. Now you've got two boys. You've got one on the way um, any day now. I've got two boys. My oldest is 21. My, my youngest is 18, just graduated high school. My oldest is, he's a fitness freak. He is, if he could live at the gym, he would. Um, <laughs> and he, I don't know how many, I don't know how many shakers he's got. He's got a ton of them and he can, he's never satisfied with the one that he has. So I'm going to have to check yours out for sure. It sounds like I need to just customize him one and shoot it his way. And, oh man, that uh, would be toss the rest of them. And that's kind of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, he would, he would love that for sure. Well, cool. Um, well, do me a favor. What, what, you know, if you could think back to your NFL career, what, 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 what's one memory you have from your career that, uh, you can share, man, oh, there's, there's some good ones, but I, I think one of my favorite ones was, uh, getting a chance to play against my brother. Oh, uh, so I, I I was, yeah, I was with the, uh, the Bronco at the time and it was Peyton Manning's first year. And I, and I got traded over there from Indy and, uh, we were playing new England in new England. And I'm like, man, this is going to be a good game. And, uh, it was kind of funny because it was like my worst week in practice because I was so pumped up to, to go play against them. And, and I remember my coach coming up to me like, Hey man, like, are you good? I was like, hell yeah, I'm good. And, um, and went out there that game it was, it was a good game. They ended up beating us. And every time I'd run by the bench, my brother would sit there and he'd be like, 49 sucks. And he screams some shit at me. And I'm like, man, this is great. And uh, I mean, it was just motivation. And in every play I went, you know, I went as hard as I could because I knew he'd be watching it or the teammates would be watching it. And, uh, you know, I just had, you know, I had, I had to impress him. So it was one of my best, ended up being one of my best games. And uh, I got like special teams player of the week. I played a lot of special teams, which uh, was cool. And, um, yeah, I got to wear the belt around for the rest of the week because I'm the special teams champ of the week. Yeah, and, uh, it's just one of those those games, though, man, where it's you know, you're playing against your brother and it's a big game. I mean, it's Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, and you know it's just one of those moments. So I always remember that. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great moment. That's a great memory for sure. Um, I think you're gonna hang up on me though when I tell you this. I am uh, I'm a I'm a diehard, longtime Raiders fan. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I will say this. Both my boys, uh, well, including Ed, both my boys uh, are longtime uh, Patriots fans. They are uh, they're longtime Patriots fans. So, uh, but, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Raider fan. I, Man, know, well, Raider. I'm not too mad about it because every time I played them, we won. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, it's all that's good. Awesome. But, no, I mean, I, I have respect for every single team. And, um those guys that all the time they'd be like, man, that team's garbage. or like, those players are terrible. And that's really not the case. You know, and I tell people that all the time that, you know, every player that's there, they're the best player in the world, you know, or one of the top 
you know, probably 10 best players in the world at their position. Um, and you know, they were the best player in high school who then became the best player in college who then you know, became one of the best players in the world to play in the NFL. So you know, the players are good. It's just about making a team and uh, you know, teamwork is really what it's all about. Good coaching, becoming a team and uh, you know, putting all those skills together. But every team has amazing players. It's just about getting the job done as a team. Right. Would agree with you. Well, that's good to hear. Um, kind of segueing into your dad role now. You got two boys. One is on the way, literally going to show up at any minute. Um, <laughs> what uh, What do you enjoy most about being a dad? How old are your two boys again? So I have a three year old. Um, I have a he's one right now, but he's about to turn two next month. Uh, probably actually within let's see the sixteenth, so a couple weeks from now. And then, uh, then one on the way and, uh, man, it's, it's just such a, it's a game changer. And, and one of the things that I, I didn't like at first, but what it taught me and, and what I really enjoy is just the fact that you know, it, it showed me patience and, and how to kind of step back and slow down and realize that, you know, life is going by too fast. And, and so for me, like, man, I came out of the league and, and I'm all about, you know, hard work and you know, I'll, I'll work 80 hour weeks. I'll work a hundred hour weeks. I don't really care. But, you know, at the end of the day, time was just flying by. And, and when I had, you know, my first kid, it was like, hey, you know, you need to come home on time and you need to spend some time. And um, it was hard for me at first. And, and so I think that's one of the, the things I enjoy the most is, hey, I'm going to come home and I'm going to relax. I'm going to hang out with them. and We're going to have fun together. No, it's not. You know, and we're going to put work on the, on the back burner for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's man, that's that's one of the things that, that I love now. And I come home and it's like, you know, it's. It's it's game on with them. It's time to have some fun. It's time to relax. And it's time to get rid of, uh, you know, the the business uh, in, for for a couple hours or, or for you know a weekend. Right. Yeah. You're right. It goes fast, and you have to you have to enjoy the time that you have because uh, you know you I mean you know growing up with with uh, brothers, uh, the last thing you guys want to do when you're in the teenage years is hang out with your parents or you know you want to go hang out with your boys and. Uh, so with you, with your young boys, I mean, you got to enjoy every moment because it does go fast. Sooner or later, they're not going to want to hang out with you. They're going to go check their boys. Um, but uh, very cool. So yeah, enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. It goes fast, dude. Yeah, it already is. It, I mean, it's uh, you know just to see everything they're already doing, and uh, and just to <laughs> think there's a third one on the way. It's like wow, you know, time really does go by by fast. And, <laughs> It's been good though. You know, we we do so much together already, and I see so much in them, and I'm just so excited for them to to get a little bit older, so that you know I can start enjoying sports with them and and right. kind of teaching them stuff at, at the next level. But for now, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna let be kids for now. Right, right. Now, do you guys uh, you know she's obviously gonna gonna give birth any minute. Um, do you guys hope to one day maybe have a girl, or are you guys uh, <laughs> just 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 happy enough with the boys? So, you know, five boys uh, in my family. And then uh, my older brother, Dan, had two boys. And, uh, you know, I had two. And it started to become this thing like, hey, is it even possible right. to have a girl? <laughs> and so my brother, Dan, ended up having a girl with, oh, um, wow. you know, his third kid. And so I was like, oh, wow, you know, you know it is possible. And um, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know if we're going to try again or not, but I think it would have helped. I think yeah. it definitely helps to to have a girl in the family and kind of balance things out. And uh, man, it just brings a, a different aspect, different challenges. But I, I think at the end of the day, everyone would be a little bit happier as well. 
Right. So, yeah, maybe maybe it is something that um, we try again. But man, I'm taking taking one at a time for now. That's cool. That's cool. Now, what about the challenges? You're trying to run a business. Uh, you've got a busy life already. You know, there's a lot of challenges, especially with younger 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 kids. Um, what kind of challenges do you face as a dad? Yes, I mean it's it's time, um, especially right now with everything that's going on with with COVID and having the kids at home all day every day and and not being able to bring them places mm-hmm. is a huge challenge for us. Uh, you know, we did have them in school, um, which I recommend. I know a lot of people think that you know school at that age might be a little too early, but and I can't. I'm not. I'm not a teacher. You know, and mm-hmm. I could try as much as I want, but the things that they learn at school is incredible. And what they come home with, I'm like, wow, yo, I'm glad I sent them there because they are learning so much and they're sponges at this age. But uh, having them home all day, every day, is it's, it's a challenge for sure. And uh, not being able to bring them places, it's been really tough. And my wife does run her own business as well. Um, it's a why. So uh, it's been a challenge for sure. So we have to completely change shifts. Um, you know, I used to wake up super early, uh, 4, 4.30 and go to the gym. And now it's, you know, wake up super early and work so that, I can actually, um, you know, take care of the kids later in the day. And now what I do and um, kind of how I balance that out was I'll do my workouts with the kids. Uh, oh, so cool. when, when they wake up, I'll, um, I'm at home. Um, I'll have them do it with me. Yeah, they like it. They enjoy it. Uh, especially at first, they were just jumping all over me and uh, making my push-ups five times harder, which was which was great. But uh, right. we still work out together. And, and that's kind of the things that we had to do. I mean, definitely super challenging. but. I mean, with everything, there's there's ways to figure it out, and there's always enough time in the day if you really want to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time time uh, is is hard to balance, especially with younger kids. They want so much of your attention, and uh, when you're trying to run a business, um, you have to learn to, to to balance that time because you have to you have to be able to uh, separate yourself from the business life, right? While you're uh, while you're at home, especially during this pandemic, and you need to be able to focus on them. And, uh, so that's cool. You got them involved just working out with them. <laughs> and nap, nap time's a good time as well. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, you had a, you had a, you had a good NFL career. You started a business, you're having kids. How did your life, in what way did your life change when you became a dad? Oh man. Um, there was a lot of things that changed. I mean, I would say one of the biggest things that, that I noticed as well is just, you know, travel wise and freedom. So it was, you know, I was traveling to a game pretty much every weekend uh, to mm-hmm. watch my brother play and support him. And, um, you know, that went from, you know, maybe 12 to 14 games a year down to, you know, you better pick one and you better enjoy it. Right. And, uh, you're also going to travel with uh, all the car seats and, you know, all the luggage and we're going to bring, uh, you know, um, his grandma with us. And so it became a, a big challenge uh, just traveling. And then, you know, freedom as well, um, just to get up and go and do whatever you want at any time. Just, you know, yeah. it's not like that anymore. There's so much more responsibility uh, on your plate. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely was the immediate impact was, hey, you know, we made this choice and, um, you know, it's 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 going to be a lot different now. You know, it's, it's not right. about us anymore. It, it's about right. the family. And so everything we do now is to, you know, take care of our family and and raise the best kids that we can. Uh, you're absolutely right. Freedom, freedom does kind of go away. And it's funny when your kids become teenagers and they're kind of old enough to stay home on their own. Uh, you have a huge appreciation for being able to just leave the house and leave the kids at the, at the house and go on a date or something. So, um, 
<laughs> I remember when my a long way for, for me. Right. But I remember, I'm telling you, I remember when my wife and I went on, went out, I think we, I think we just went to run an errand real quick. We were real nervous about leaving our boys at home. They were old enough, but we were really nervous about it the first time, but it got easier and easier. And, and it was just like, man, I can't believe how much we missed doing this. Just kind of being together, you know, and, and trusting that they're okay at home. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only problem with that, with, um, with me is that, I grew up in a household with my brother who the second my parents left, he would throw a party. So, <laughs> so I have these, uh, you know, these thoughts in my mind already that that's kind of what's going to happen uh, the second my we brother. leave the house. And, uh, my brother, he was good at it. Like it was my parents, you know, they, my dad owned a business as well. And he had a, a suite at the Sabres games and he would you know bring clients there and, yeah, my brother, he wouldn't even tell us. My parents wouldn't even tell us as where they were going because it got so bad. But oh, the wow. second they went to a game, it was it was a two hour party at the house. And uh <laughs> that's kinda how I see it. If I wanna leave my kids at home, especially three boys, I'm like, Man, this is gonna be a challenge and it's gonna be a yeah. challenge to find a babysitter as well. That's hysterical, man. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Now you got the, you know, your two young boys disciplining, uh, disciplining is, um, and, uh, you know, varies from, uh, not only personality from their personality, but also, you know, the age uh, it varies on how you discipline your kids. How do you and your wife handle the discipline side of things with the boys? Yeah, man, it, it is completely different for the two kids right now. You know, our, our oldest one, if I yell at him, he does not respond well to it. Um, you know, it's, it becomes, just an all day battle. Really? Uh, he gets upset about it and it, it, it makes it worse. My, my, my younger boy at the time right now, if I scream at him, it, he just completely stops. He listens to everything I say and it's life is good. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, he responds to it and it, it's over with, you know, he stops crying. He does what I ask him to do. And, uh, so it's, it's a challenge and, and you do have to take, you know, <laughs> take a case by case with each kid. Uh, we do a good job of, um, you know, he does, he does really well. Um, the older, the older, older brother does really well with, um, my wife and responds really well to her. So, uh, if she tells him to do something, he does. If I do, it's kind of like, it's not happening. So, uh, we kind of realized that and, and that's kind of how we, we discipline them, uh, is we both do it ourselves with, with the two separate kids because they both respond to us better. Uh, and that's what we learned. But, um, yeah, I mean, I got spanked a lot growing up and all of our brothers did. And my mom had a, she had this spoon, it was this green spoon. It was like super, super hard plastic. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we still talk about it to this day, but, uh, and it, you know, it, it worked at, at the end of the day. Right. And so it's, it's hard to say that I wouldn't do it myself because, you know, if, if it wasn't for that spoon, a lot of stuff wasn't going to be right. you know, done at our house. And, uh, you know, we were out of control. We were absolutely out of control. And, that's something that my that my mom, my mom had to use to, just to control us because it was just way too much. So um, at this point, you know, um, it's it's hard to say if, if I would take it to that level, but uh, hopefully we're we're able to uh, to keep it from from that. You know, discipline stuff and and just raising your kids as well, man. Uh, I I know it's very hard to not give them the world. Uh, you know, my parents taught us, and what they did with us was that you know we had to earn everything that we got. And at first, I think it was because my parents didn't have anything. And, uh, you know, my dad was working two jobs. He worked two jobs for six years. And, uh, you know, my mom worked as long as she could, but she had five kids to take care of. And uh, so everything we had was, hey, you have to earn it. 
uh, you know, even when we got scholarships to college, it was, hey, congratulations, go buy your car uh, right. kind of deal. Right. So uh, everything was earned. And, and even when my dad, you know, he, he's super successful now and uh, he's the second or third largest distributor of fitness equipment in the U.S. But, but even at this point, it, he would never just hand us anything because he knows what that means. It means, you know, you didn't earn it. It's just given to you. You don't respect it. So that's how we were raised. And that's kind of how I want to raise my kids as well. But uh, once you have kids and you, you, you have the means to support them and buy them whatever they want, you know, it becomes a challenge. And that's, I think, going to be one of my hardest challenges is, hey, I can support them. I could give them it, but I can't. You know, I have to make them earn it. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, we want our kids to, to appreciate what they have, right? And what they're, what they're, even if we do give them something, we want them to appreciate it. But um, it's important to show them uh, uh, how to earn something and do things for others in order to earn the thing. So uh, that's great that you have that, uh, that philosophy. You know, I'm sure they're probably going to get into sports because that kind of, kind of that history or the family history there. Would you be okay if they followed in your footsteps, kind of hoping to get into, you know, pro sports, whether it's football or baseball or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, everything I've learned that I've done and as a family, what we've done is, is, you know, been around sports and, and fitness. So uh, there's no way that I can be someone that says, Hey, you're not allowed to play football. You know, that's it's something that I did that taught me way more than just, you know, playing a game. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, and it does. I mean, sports do it. It's not just about playing the game. It's, you know, the hard work, the dedication, the teamwork, the multitasking. I mean, there's so much that comes out of sports that for me to tell him that he can't play, it's just doing him a disservice. So, uh, yeah, people ask me all the time if I let my kid play football. And I say, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a lot safer today than when I played. I think I did all right. And I probably played the worst position you possibly could for, uh, for concussions and, and injuries. So, it, you know, it, it's about playing the game the right way, playing it smart. Um, I think that, you know, one thing that my dad did that I think was very smart was, you know, he didn't let us play until high school. And, okay. um, and his reasoning was that, so first off, you, you were growing too much, and your growth plates uh, you know, weren't set. It. He, he saw, and what he thought was, you know, a lot of kids got hurt for, you know, uh, you know, a uh, uh, a minor league or I'm sorry, a Pop Warner game or something like that. That you know means nothing, but it affected them the rest of their lives. Right. You know, they they would you know have this injury. Uh, number two, we were too big to play, and he's like, "There's no way I'm making my kids lose weight just to to play a sport." And um, he just also just thought like, "Hey, you know." it's not even you're not learning anything at this point so the coaches are just putting their sons out there or the biggest kid and he's just running through people you're not even learning a game at that point so he held us from football at, uh, at that age and so that's something that you know i think i would do as well you know we played every sport but football uh until high school and at that point it was our choice if, if we wanted to play or not that's interesting yeah my my two boys played uh, sports their whole lives and um, i actually coached um 90 90- Five percent of their teams that they played on, I was one of the coaches, either the head coach or the assistant coach. I had the luxury of coaching my boys. They played. They really gravitated towards uh, basketball. Um, mm-hmm. They played baseball. They played flag football. We wouldn't let them play tackle football either. Um, they played flag football and uh, basketball and all that. And they gravitated towards basketball in high school. And uh, I coached my younger son through his high school basketball season. And um, he's now got a scholarship to play basketball at Hope International University. So I'm pretty proud oh, awesome. about that. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Yeah, yeah so That's if you have the day. opportunity to coach your, coach your boys, are you going to take it? Absolutely. Yeah, that's something my dad did as well. Uh, he, he coached us, all of us, um, you know, all the way up until high school for the most part uh, in baseball, mm-hmm. hockey, any sport we wanted to play. And 
you know, he would, he didn't even necessarily know how to. So we, I still remember to this day where he would buy the, the old VHS tapes about how to coach or how to you know, do a certain deal. Right. And, uh, we'd be sitting there watching them and, you know, it's, it's ridiculous as it sounds. You know, it, it was super helpful. And he was one of the coaches that he wanted every single kid to learn everything, all the fundamentals and play every position. So in baseball, it wasn't, Hey, you know, my son's going to pitch all the time because we're the best players. It was every single kid on the team's pitching. Every kid's playing first base. Every kid's playing shortstop. Every kid's going to bat first. And, uh, you know, what it did was we won every year. We had the best team because every kid was so involved. Every kid felt like they were part of the team. And every right. kid knew how to actually play the game and right. knew all the fundamentals. So but every year, people were like, how do you guys, you know, it's so unfair that you pick your own kids and you guys win every year. And it was like, no. You know, every kid on our team, even the little, you know, tiny kids were hitting home runs. Uh, it was, which never happened. And, uh, it was all because he wanted every single kid to have the best experience that they could. So that's something that I definitely want to do as well. And, um, I got so much value out of it as well. And was lucky that my dad was there to teach us that. That's cool. Yeah. I had, I had kind of, it sounds like he was a great coach because it's kind of along the line when I coached, I, I, I wanted, um, I wanted every kid to have the opportunity to, to succeed. And you want them to learn the sport and you want them to, uh, you know, uh, develop the friendships with these, with these teammates. At the same time, you wanted to, you wanted to let them feel like they were important. And so it sounds like your dad has had that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We had some good teams. And I mean, it it was, you also make friendships for life out of it with the parents as well. You know, he has some of his really good friends that he still talks to today are from, you know, a travel team that, you know, I played on their son with in baseball. And so right. it's pretty cool to see that to this day, I'll go home and I'll see my dad and he's hanging out with some guys that, uh, you know, I played with their kids and, and that's how he met them. They coached right. together way back in the day. It's funny. I've, I've coached thousands of kids over, over the years. And I run into kids now that I coached, you know, little league, you know, whether it was T-ball or single A or whatever, uh, that they're adults now. My, you know, they're 18, 19 years old and, and they go, Hey, they don't, they don't know me by my name. They know me by yes. coach. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's such a, that's such a cool feeling. And, uh, I know just recently I, I talked to my high school coaches all the time, but I thought this was a funny story where, you know, Rob, uh, brother Rob got the 24 seven championship belt. And we get a text from our high school football coach and he's like, man, I've never been so proud. And, uh, like, what is he talking about? I coached a WWE champion. <laughs> you know, he didn't text us after you know the Super Bowl or any of that stuff, but he he hit us up after the the, the title belt was won, and uh, I was just cracking up. But no, it's so cool, and um, to, to just you know, you I still have I talk to all my high school coaches, and it's it's so cool to have that relationship, and um, that is something that you know I look forward to as well. Uh, yeah. Coaching, very cool. You know, if I were to ask your boys, and they're a little little young, but if I were to ask them, tell me something about your dad, what would you hope your boys would say about you? My dad did everything good to be successful. He worked hard. He was always doing things to get better. And uh, that is that is the goal. You know, that that is what I want them to see and I want them to emulate. And I hope that I can instill all that in them as well. Very yeah, cool. Uh, that's a great answer. If... Uh, if I had to ask you, Chris, what is the secret to raising good kids? And I asked you to share that secret with me. What do you think that secret would be to you? Man, I, I think it's easy. I think it's um, to have fun is what it comes down to. 
I mean, I see it's just tough, man. It really is. And I walk in on my wife sometimes. I'm like, man, I can tell she's super, super stressed out. And you, know, you walk in and, and, and even with the kids, when they're super upset, uh, you know, you walk in with a smile on your face and you start dancing or you do something uh, to get them excited. And, you know, the whole day changes mm-hmm. and it's that easy. And uh, you also see it with them. I mean, once, once they are happy, man, they can have the most fun with the littlest thing that you never even thought was possible. Right. And you're like, man, what, what happened to that? What happened to us? You know, what happened, what happens when you get older that that goes away where, you know, they could pick up a plate on the ground and pad and it's the coolest and funniest thing that ever happened the entire day. Right. And you're like, wow, <laughs> that's, that's absolutely <laughs> amazing. Or, you know, just grab a balloon and fill up a balloon and, uh, you'll let it go. And it, you know, it, it shoots across the room and that's like right. the most incredible thing ever. And you're just like, wow, you know, the simplest littlest things they can have so much fun with. And it's like, what happened to that joy? You know, where'd that joy go when you got older and uh, kids bring it back. They really do. And once you're around them and you see that joy again and, and you know, you join in with them. It, it's not, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing that could lift your day up more than just, you know, having fun with some kids. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that childlike spirit that they have uh, that, that kind of, kind of brings us back to our, to our childhood. And, and, uh, we kind of, you know, in a way kind of live through their eyes, but, uh, you know, it kind of brings that childlike spirit out of us. I think your wife may probably think you're a child a little bit more than you think because <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you know, you got two boys and, and you like to rough house and play around with them and all that. Um, but that is such a good time and, 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 and it's just a, just a great moments, great moments with those kids. Oh man, it's so good. And just, just watching them dance around. And I mean, it's, it's stuff that you're embarrassed with, you know, about doing later on in life. But as a kid, it's just, you know, they love it, man. They, they just have yeah. so much fun. They have no cares. And it's just so awesome to see. And, uh, I, I sit there and I film my kids half the day because like, this is the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. Right. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like, I got to keep these memories and, and, and play these back. And what's cool is that, you know, we do have a way to do that now. You know, we do have, you know, Instagram and social media and all that to actually post videos to. And, you know, we have private accounts for the kids and we've been doing that. And it's so crazy now, just, uh, you know, my three-year-old looking back when he's one, I'm like, wow, I can't believe, you know, that was him or remember him doing this. And, you know, he's, he walked when he was, you know, this age and we go back and watch it. And, you know, it's so cool to see that. And I, I, I almost wish that I had that for myself. You know, I wish I could look, go back and, and look at those moments, but, you know, you have to pull out the VHS and, Hope that yeah. you have a, v- a VCR somewhere that you could right. uh, watch a couple of clips on. So we've been doing a lot of that as well. Where you know we're, we're trying to also capture some of these awesome moments. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Well, look, Chris, it has been uh, a huge honor for me to have you on. Uh, I felt like I've got a new friend now. If people wanted to look you up and kind of learn a little bit more about you. Um, where can they where can they find you? Where can they look you up? And then also, um, what do you have coming up this year that you're uh, looking forward to? Yeah, so uh, you can find me at Chris Krankowski. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Um, at, let's see, TikTok. I got it, I got it all going on. Um, <laughs> company's uh, Ice Shaker, so it's IceShaker.com or at IceShaker Bottle. So uh, super highly involved with with all that as well. And, uh, man, we have a lot going on. Uh, hopefully all this clears up because we do have a cool thing, um, cool event that we started last year, and it's called Stadium Blitz. And what it is is um, an obstacle course race through NFL college stadiums. Oh, and cool. uh, it's something I, I started with my brothers last year. Uh, we ran through uh, 
the Buffalo Bills Stadium. We did Tampa Bay uh, earlier this year before everything closed down. Uh, we did Arizona State. And uh, we had a full 12, 12 uh, stadium tour set up that's kind of been put on hold for now. But the one thing that happened and, and why I'm really looking forward to it is because I was the champ the first time around and I, and I <laughs> smoked my brothers. The second time around, uh, there's a balance beam on it. And so my youngest brother, Glenn, uh, was about 45 seconds behind me, which in a, in a, in a 5K race is which, what it pretty much is with, uh, with 16 obstacles. So 45 seconds is a, a huge time. Right. And uh, he was able to catch up to me because the balance beam was backed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't properly let people go through and there wasn't enough beam. So he caught up. And then uh, the very last obstacle, the guy in front of me got stuck on it. And I, was, I got to the obstacle before him. The guy in front of me got stuck on it. And my brother Glenn ended up beating me by one second. So he currently has the championship belt. And I haven't had a chance to get it back. Right. So my, my goal this year and uh, kind of with quarantine, I've been, uh, I've been running a lot and I hate running, right. but I'm like, I have to, you know, I have to make sure that I'm on top of my game. So when I finally get the chance to get the belt back, I, I'm definitely going to get it. So uh, that's one thing that I've been doing. Uh, ran four miles for the first time in my life. I never, I told myself I would never run a mile again. Uh, quarantine hit and I'm like, I, right, I'm going to try this thing. I ran one mile. Uh, you know, I was, I was about to throw up and, I'm now challenging myself to, to, you know, I want to get to at least five or six miles so that you know, running, running at this 5k with obstacles, is just a breeze at that point. So super yeah. excited about that. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I'm actually a huge runner. I, I enjoy running. Um, I've done, I've, I've ran uh, several marathons and uh, a lot of wow. 10ks and half marathons. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I've always enjoyed it. And one of the things I like about running is just, I get to, it just, it's just me. I get to enjoy my, you know, what I call my me time. I put in my music and just let my mind go. And, um, I actually enjoy it. Maybe one of these days you and I, yeah. Maybe one of these days you and I have to catch a run together. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta teach me, um, how to enjoy it. I I guess is what it is. And and I think I'm getting better with it. I mean, it's something I think that it's also just, uh, just time. You know, you have to let your body adapt and, uh, you know, the first time I ran it, it felt like my heart was going to explode. Uh, the first time I ran a mile. So I, I do run now. And, uh, you know, when I'm running four miles, it, it's, I can tell that everything has slowed down and, you know, I'm not sitting there gasping for air and, uh, feeling like my lungs are about to explode. So it, it was definitely a matter of time. And, uh, the more, the more you do it, the definitely the easier it gets. So I'm just going to have to keep it up. But yeah, I'll definitely take you up on some tips. Uh, All right. How to get better and, and maybe right. some music choices as well. All right. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, look, Chris, Chris, it's been a huge, huge honor for me to have you on. Like I said, um, I really appreciate you sharing your dad experiences. Um, congratulations to you and the wife on the third one that's going to come any day now. And uh, you certainly represent the dad of community very well. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you again to Chris for talking with me on Dad Up. We had a really great time sharing our experiences as dads, and I look forward to our friendship. I can tell Chris is enjoying his dad role, and I wish him all the best in that journey. If you are in need of an awesome shaker bottle, be sure to check out his website, iceshaker.com. Also check out his podcast, Gronked Up. Thank you as always for listening to the show, and as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing and talking about it. If you have comments, questions, suggestions for guests or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at datappodcast or email me at dataptribe at gmail.com. 
As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.